because uh, uh, I've talked to several people about traveling and watso and milk and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and, but I understand. So we'll talk later. Let's let's first talk about that aha wow uh, experience of figuring something out. Okay, to get it to understand it rather than have it as a rule or a memory or something that should be or whatever like that that we carry around them in, in concepts. And then we bring those concepts back when we hear the Dhamma again, but now we're hearing it anew, we're hearing it afresh. And we're taking a different look at it. This is one of the reasons why I, I just talk about the same thing over and over again, but I say it in as many different ways as I can figure out how to say it. Yeah. And I, I still repeat a lot because that seems to work. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> hearing the Dhamma over and over again is part of the process. Just like the, the second grader who learns to read using phonics and the alphabet that she got in the first grade and whatnot like that. And so the child actually, and everybody's very happy the little girl can read, right? You get what I'm talking about? Maybe by the third grade, they begin to actually get it. <clears throat> but if she then gets the idea, oh, I'm a reader and I can read anything I want to, and then she stops reading, she's going to forget how to read. Just just like children, in fact, one of the examples that I have, there was a guy who was, um, he was born and raised in childhood in, in Greece. And then as a kid, he came to the United States and didn't speak much Greek anymore. Okay. And he wound up in a classroom that I was in, in ancient Greece, ancient Greek. And the ancient Greek uh, teacher was actually quite famous. She was well known. I feel really fortunate to have had such an excellent teacher. But she kept referring back to him to get him to remember the modern Greek and how it fit together with the ancient Greek. And she helped the whole class doing it that way. So he was actually re able to reconstruct the, the language that he had forgotten in childhood because he really hadn't forgotten it. He just hadn't used it. But he did forget it. So we do forget those things. So the gr little girl who learned to read and then doesn't read for 15 years and then she's an adult and she gets a book that she thinks is interesting enough. She can actually learn to read fairly quickly, maybe by the end of the book. OK, that's the Dhamma also. That happens many times within the Dhamma that guys will go or uh, women will go and fully immerse themselves in the Sangha. And then some event will happen five or ten years later, and they come out of the Sangha. And then they're not around because of the emergency, like going home, and we got to go home and take care of business and whatnot like that. And so we're not around nobles, we're not around the Dhamma, and it kind of slips away. Mm. And then we come back to it. Maybe by happenstance, just like happenstance got us out of it, we get back into it in happenstance. And then this time when we pick it up, we go, bang. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's the aha, it's the old stuff that we have let settle, plus reestablishing ourselves in the Dhamma. And that, and that sometimes is even a better experience, a uh, new better experience, than if we had stayed in the Dhamma until it had gotten old. That we get out of it and then back into it. And so that's kind of what we're talking about here with your experience of is that you hadn't heard the stuff a while. It has settled down and settled in. And then when you hear it in a talk again, you can pick that thing up and says, wow, now I get it. Now I understand it. I had learned it, but I didn't get it. Yeah. Is that sometimes necessary to do? to kind of get away from it and get back into it in a different uh, way. Oh, there are so many stories about that in science and in other places like that. It's in fact built into uh, uh, Japanese uh, calligraphy art. Uh -huh. When it's practiced in the Zen tradition is, is that they take a while off after they get really good artists, then they take a break. 
for years. Okay. And then they mm -hmm. come back to it, and now they're a master. <laughs> okay. But they have to re-pick it up and relearn it again. But that new relearning process is speedy, and the insights come very quickly. Okay. And much more profound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we see that in many, many different places and cases. And that's one example where it's actually built into the tradition. This is also why I think that the Buddha was quite happy for people to leave the Sangha for a family business and then come back later. Okay. There is no problem with that at all. To where in Christianity, they have the idea, we want commitment. If you walk out of here, we're gonna excommunicate you. We're gonna rob you of your robe. You know, they're really heavy duty. Mm -hmm. And businesses are like that too. IBM was that way when I worked there. It says, if you leave here, you're never coming back. Yeah, right? there is that idea in most things, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either you're yeah, in you or get, you're out. If, yeah, yeah. If you quit coming to our church, you're off our list. You know, mm -hmm. that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and so that's built in as human behavior, but it can be turned around in the sense of recognizing that and say, maybe taking a break is not a bad idea after all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if they go out and then come back, they're, we're actually going to come back because we do recognize the value of it that in a way that we didn't even recognize if we had just stayed in it. It becomes ho-hum, humdrum, mm. but going, going, coming and going actually is uh, uh, kind of life-giving. Mm-hmm, yeah. And yeah. so congratulations for having some new insights <laughs> on some old things that we've talked about before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there were some new things too in there that that kind of wow is this in this context you were talking about the eternalism and and nihilism, and I heard mm -hmm. about that a lot, and I kind of get that and all of this rebirth, and so I, I don't I understand that in a way. There's nothing not, to it. Is is a yeah. boring topic. I have to really get myself in a good mood in order yes. to be able to talk about rebirth and reincarnation. It's yeah. boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you said something more. You talked about nihilism. Uh, you said there is a person, and that one got to me in that context. Uh, and you, you were talking about this. You, when I started talking with you for a few years ago now, you were talking about that, the mafia boss, and, and I can get away with anything in the wrong view and that. And, and in mm -hmm. this context, I kind of got it in a different way. So it, it was so revealing. I thought, yes. And, and then you also were talking about, you said, uh, uh, instead of that, kind of, it, it brings us to the Buddha was talking about Dukkha and Dukkha Niroda, that life becomes precious when things be become dangerous and, and let's make the best of life and all of that. So mm -hmm. it, it kind of uh, put things in a whole different uh, perspective for me. So it was really, really interesting. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so that that point is is um, often forgotten because um, generally we don't get into a really dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our society protects us from that, and because of that, we're not really prepared for dangerous situations. Yeah, okay. That, that, that in fact, uh, martial arts training is a good example of when the kid actually gets involved with actual combat with people, and he makes it through. He survives. He's okay, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, then um, we have that kind of experience so that we feel like that we can handle really dangerous situations in life yeah rather than being unprepared for dangerous situations mm -hmm. but in any case either one of those cases the individual still in the dangerous situation gains kind of an insight into how precious life is 
and I do not want to die right now, mm -hmm. and I will do whatever it takes to survive this moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is the kind of feeling or experience that the Buddha talks about when he's talking about practice like your hair is on fire. Practice like life itself is so valuable to you because it is. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it, you know, uh, 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 put up or shut up kind of situations or put your money where your mouth is. Here we're putting our butt where our brain is and recognizing that our butt's in danger and how precious this poor butt is to me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And that's part of the uh, insight that we get in those kinds of situations that we now can apply to um, the waking up process of gladdening the mind. But in fact, that gladdening the mind is a look at the fact that our, our life is so precious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that also is what happens with old people when they become wise as they recognize them got not so much time left now. I can see the light at the end of this tunnel. It's going to be over soon. Let me enjoy the best I can right now. Yeah. Okay. And in fact, the earlier we get that kind of feeling that life is short, life is precious. That's what gives us the impetus or the energy to go practice and find a correct practice so that we can get into actually experiencing and appreciating how marvelous it is to be alive. And what guarantees that it's marvelous to be alive is because we're going to die. We're going to lose it. Yeah. So let's get ready for that. If we can get ready for that, we can get ready for anything. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, because I had that feeling when I started the practice many years ago. I, I had that. I really uh -huh. had that because I was in such kind of a situation. But that, that got lost. I, I started feeling safer and safer and safer and safer. And it's kind of so. So I, I kind of I've been missing that. And now it came again in, in a slightly okay. different way. But uh, I've been practicing and that's good because I don't have those horrible fears anymore like I used to have. Yeah, but, congratulations. Isn't yeah. that marvelous that you don't have that tough stuff? Okay. Yes, yes. So so it, it kind of became less dangerous with time, but now it's in a different ah. yeah. The earliest okay. is still there. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the correct practice and process. We do, in fact, want to create a reality that's safe and secure, but we don't want to lose track of that fact that was so obvious when we were in danger. And that is how precious life is. Yeah. Now, in fact, we have made life safe because it's so precious. So let's still celebrate and revel the fact that we're still alive. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is part of the gladdening of the mind, of brightening the mind. Wow, we're still alive. Here we are. I mean, isn't that marvelous? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And so that's, that comes with insight, but every time we have that insight, it gains that, that sense of joy and brightness again. Yeah. Okay, to <laughs> continue to renew that, to come out of the ordinary mundane life is safe and now I'm so secure and wow, I'm really grateful for the Dhamma to come out of that spade and to, wow, I'm still alive. That's yeah. good Dhamma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, and it's, it comes in slightly different ways. So it's, it's kind of new. There are new things keep coming in, in such a beautiful and wonderful way. It's mm -hmm. kind of so amazing what, what happens. Right, but it's natural for us in the sense of instincts. And it's normal for us in the sense that the society follows along with this, that we are to be afraid of new things. Mm -hmm. That we, are, we want to keep things the way that they were so I don't have to learn anything. Mm -hmm. We want to keep things the way that they were because I feel safe when things were the way that they were. But now you're gaining safety in the new things, which is wisdom itself. Because when the new thing comes, we keep looking at it until we understand it. And we feel good about it while we're investigating it. That's what I mean by taking everything as a new toy. 
oh, and playing oh. with it rather than being afraid of it because it's not what we know. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, this is interesting because because <laughs> sometimes I, I'm so used to thinking I'm wrong and <laughs> all of those things. So I, 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 I become uns, unsure sometimes. Am I doing the right thing uh, in mm -hmm. a way? Uh, because well, now we can recognize that that's just a rule that you don't have to be right all the time. It's better to be playful than to be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I stopped being I, I, every time I realize I'm right. Oh no, not I don't want to be right because I'm usually right about things that are not good. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. So we can turn right from wrong into I don't know and I don't care or I, I'm not sure. But it takes both of those qualities because if we don't know and that and that matters that we don't know because we should know because we got to get it right. And so I've got to know that stuff. That mentality then leads us into doubt, insecurity, uncomfortableness. And then into not liking it without even learning what it is yet. We've already gotten ourselves into an unliking it and not avoiding it because we think it's dangerous. OK, mm -hmm. that's the way that we are taught and it conforms to our instincts. Mm -hmm. So we've got to use wisdom on the other side of that to recognize not only do I not know it, but I don't have to know it. I don't need to know that I can be quite well and do quite well without having that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Now that's real freedom. Yeah. Freedom yeah, from the burden of having to know. <laughs> yeah. I started to slide, to see that in later time, uh, that, that that's a thing for me. That's really um, what I've been struggling with <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Well, now you don't have to struggle with it anymore. It's a toy. And when yeah. you get tired of playing with it, sit it down. Never mind. I don't need to know it right now. I'll play with it later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we pick it up, not with doubt and, and interest and foreboding and uh, caring. Instead, we pick it up and investigate it anew as if it were a brand new toy to play with, that it's not dangerous. It's been there all along. Yeah. Sometimes I can't differentiate between when it's kind of a toy and uh, because I can become obsessed too with getting into things to know. I, I get kind of high mm -hmm. on that and I, I assume that's a different thing because I, I'm not happy in that state. I'm kind of uh, kind of dead in a way, but I, I'm kind of absorbed in um knowing it, it's still mm -hmm. it's still a high it's uh, it's a high in a way but it's not a good high like this it's it's a big different big, big difference between this i experienced with the vipassana thing and that partly because we forget to add the joy to brighten the mind mm -hmm. that we leave the mind in an ordinary state and so we can actually brighten the mind to take a look at it. That's that's partly the attitude of turning it into a toy rather than an object that needs investigation. It's now a new toy to play with. It's not dangerous. OK, I don't really get that play play thing, but but I, I just, <laughs> when I see what you what you talked about with the flower that okay. Right, that's that's because a little girl was really curious and she was actually playing with that flower. Yeah, but in fact, by the time she really understood that flower, she may have destroyed it one petal yes. at a time. <laughs> <laughs> because she saw the pe the petals coming off is not dangerous. Nobody taught her. Oh, you should not do that with a flower. Oh, you should leave them beautiful and let them wilt and die on their own. Mm. Not okay to take a flower apart, but that's in fact the way that we learn anything is by taking it apart, even if we destroy it. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Including taking the self apart, knowing that we can't get it back together again, that we'll come out with, I don't know who I am. You see, that's what the whole point about personality view is all about, is, is that many people think they know who they are. Mm -hmm. And they define themselves in ways that are always talking about something that they're not. Like lawyer or doctor or professional of this or that, or teacher. They talk about, I am what I spend time doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually okay. never got that because I I couldn't relate to that ever. I, I try, I've been trying to do that to become normal, but I, I, I don't get that. Right. Congratulations. But there are other ways that we yeah. identify as to who we are. Yeah. Like the gender. Yeah. That's and that some thing. people really don't like people playing with gender. They don't mm -hmm. like it because they get really established in the uh, the gender that they're in and they don't like that other people can play with gender, that, that gender bending is a game to play. Mm -hmm. And many people are willing to play the game until they recognize that it's not worth the effort. But in any case, mm -hmm. um, that's one example, okay? Yeah. Um, these things are called actually uh, not only instinctual, but we can call it confirmation bias. So when we go around, we go around finding data that we already agree with. We confirm our bias by what we're looking for on the internet. In fact, that's how Google works. They fix it up so that they only feed you stuff that they know that you'll uh, be willing to watch. Okay, so that's how strong it, that we're built in. But Google knows that and takes advantage of it. We do it and we don't know it and we get burned by it. Mm -hmm. Rather than keeping an open mind, all we look at is things that confirm what we already believe. Mm -hmm. That happens with people in political parties, but it happens to every person, including about my meditation practice. We have confirmation biases about it. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of ways that we uh, are not able to look at the way that things are uh, because of these biases. That's why the Buddha keeps recommending, no, we keep looking, we keep looking, we keep yeah. rinse and repeat and look and look and, and keep looking because if we look and then decide that we know what it is, then all we have is a new concept, a new rule, a new law to live up to. So the better thing. Yeah. Go ahead. To recognize that is is that when it becomes suffering when I see that. Mm -hmm. I see. Oh, I'm doing this, and and that's. Uh, and I would be better off not doing it, and yeah. so we stop doing it right then and there. Okay, so that that's the thing to to recognize it for myself that this is. Uh, bad for me it's not uh, mm -hmm. and i see my problem so to speak the difficulties with doing that and then when i see it i kind of stop doing it eventually or uh, immediately sometimes but it could take some time because i have to keep seeing it to to be able to kind of let it go is that it mm -hmm. yes and we oh. need to practice letting that stuff go. In fact, I remember from long ago, some of the thing, some of these um, ceremonies were new agey. Some of them were quasi-religious, but there is one kind of ceremony that happens where people either bring an article of the past and what it represents, or they at least write it down on a piece of paper. And then in the ceremony, they'll read off or point out what this is and what I'm attached to out of my past. And mm -hmm. then they throw it into the fire mm -hmm. with great celebration by everybody around. And that ceremony sometimes have an enormous amount of insight for people. We did that up, at the retreat once. We did that uh -huh. a long time ago, yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. Because okay. that has a great big impact, but it was only one event. Mm 
we need to keep practicing that every time we remember that all that comes from this old thing and I renounce that, I renege it, I throw it out. That's not who I am. My personality does not need that. Yeah. And that's how our personality changes is because we keep throwing stuff out of it until it gets pretty empty. And mm -hmm. then who the heck are you? Nobody knows. Because <laughs> you're light and airy-fairy and, and, and you know, mm -hmm. you're not much of anything. So this is the way that we're, we're looking is to take those kind of things that we would do that in a ceremony, like for an example of anger at my dad for doing something and carrying that around, yeah. okay? That would be one thing that a young man would do is to throw out the, his anger for his father. Mm. That would be life transforming for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, but he has to keep remembering to do it over and over and over again. Yeah. But that that event may be the emphasis that helps him to remember over and over and over again mm. that well, I'm not well, going to hate my father. That's yeah. just one example. Yeah, is this compared, not compared, but in relation to the uh, turning to the good things to do something uh, to to keep that away? Is that to to focus on? Uh, something good. Mm -hmm. I would say that good feelings, uh, like the feeling of safety, security, comfort, um, satisfaction, the feelings of success, the feelings of joy, these things are so missing in our society, they almost become a commodity. Mm -hmm. And so people will put on a happy face for a movie because people go because they enjoy that kind of thing. And then something happens and everybody feels sad by the end of the movie. OK, so there is um, a lot of that kind of thing. And I'm pointing to you that your own joy can become a commodity, except that you're not selling it. You're giving it away. Okay, and so your your joy, then we build that up as a reserve so that we can give our joy to other people. Yeah, okay. That's what uh -huh. uh, a student just recently asked me that question about uh, in the sense of what uh, is my duty of the Dhamma to other people? What is my relationship? How should I deal with other people? And the short answer was smile and give them a happy face. Yeah, right. That's I'm, what we owe everyone. We owe everyone a smile and a happy face. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I started thinking <laughs> back too, because before it actually was so dark, there was almost no joy inside of me, but I could keep a happy face because I, I think people uh, see me as a happy person in a way. I don't know why, because they they, they say, but when I talked about my... But they like it. Yeah. They when like I talked that you about give them joy. I know that. You give them joy, and then when we're in conversation, you discount it rather than own the fact that you can present joy to people. Yeah, I started to realize that lately. But, but that's, yeah, you that's, can do this. You do have the joy. I can see that. I've seen that in you for a long time. And every time we talk about it, you discount it. <laughs> it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, but could that have to do with because for such a long time inside, I felt this dark, the deadness, that was who I okay. was to me. So let's have a little ceremony. Let's take that darkness, that deadness, ball it up and throw it into the fire and say, every time I think about that dark yeah. deadness kind of thing, I'm going to say it's over now. Yeah. I'm going it, to replace that with joy, real genuine joy. Yeah, but that's what's happened. I started to realize that lately, actually, 
because people have kept saying to me, they've been talking about the joy and all, and I never felt it. But over time, today I can say this joy comes from the inside. It, it's joy that I kind of give. It's real. It, it's not. It's, it's, it is. I can tell. I'm uh, an expert in telling feelings. I read feelings very often. It's a hobby <laughs> of mine. Every face I see is a new toy to play with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. And so, I've caught you in several ways because now you are admitting that the joy is actually real. Yeah. But it gets clouded by this darkness that mm -hmm. keeps popping its set up. So now become aware of that. And yeah. every time that you catch it, you can say, ah, I, I see you, darkness, my old yeah. friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I do it in a happy way now because I'm happy to see it so I can throw it out. And it's not usually, it's not even bad. It, it's not, uh, uh, it's different now because before when I saw it, I got so scared. I didn't know what do I do now. I got kind of paralyzed by it. Uh, and But I, now I see it's not a thing that's permanent, maybe. It, it's not, I, I thought it would last forever and ever and ever, and I'm never going to be able to get out of this. But I don't mm -hmm. see it nothing in that way. Like that, though. There's nothing what? that can't be described. That's how we, we think that. We begin yeah. to think that way as children, that mm -hmm. time is very long. When you're an old man, the days just click by just like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but when we're, when we're really young, we think we've got all the time in the world. Mm -hmm. And then we keep that opinion without catching up in time to recognize that no time's a pace. And every time, every moment is a new moment yeah. for us to either enjoy or uh, live in darkness. Mm -hmm. And and like you, everybody goes back and forth and back, almost as if it was a dance or a tango mm -hmm. about giving the joy and then going and it's not your joy is not good enough. And <laughs> oh yes, it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so instead of doing that dance with it, the next time those feelings come about, oh, you're so dark, you can't do anything. Your joy is artificial. You say, aha, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize you, old friend. <laughs> yeah, actually, it has become a friend in a way nowadays. It, it wasn't a friend before, <laughs> but, uh -huh. you know, yeah, <laughs> it was the worst enemy. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so therefore, we don't even know when it comes because it comes from behind, sneaks up on us. Yeah. And there we're in that darkness. Yeah. Exactly. But now we're waking up to that dark side. Yeah. By, by not being afraid of it anymore. It's mm -hmm. part of our nature. It got us here. Without it, we probably wouldn't have survived. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually a, an important quality that we need to, uh, to make and befriend that so that we can cooperate together and the mind becomes unified or whole rather than in this back and forth tango dance that we're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you talked about this too, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, to, and I, to recognize in hindsight what we were in the past, the self. So is this that? Mm -hmm. To do, because... Yes, that's that darkness that we're talking about. For you, it's feeling dark, but, uh, but when we want things, we, become, we all become bullies we all become thugs mm -hmm. we all become that two-year-old tyrant we do it we learned how to do it we got what we wanted occasionally by being tough and so we go out and we be tough but mostly where we're tough is with ourselves on the inside mm -hmm. we bully ourselves yeah okay and that dark side can become the bully oh you're not joyful you're just putting that on, okay? So that's a bully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, we bully ourselves. And so uh, recognize that that bully 
has actually saved our butt from time to time. Mm. Because we really weren't watching what was going on. But now that we have practice on Upanasati so that we remember to actually look at what's going on, we don't need the bully doing the bully job anymore. But we don't want him to die. We just want him to cool down, which is the Nibbana. Mm -hmm. Just take it, take it easy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that you are joyful enough to spread joy to others. Mm. That's that's real. And you don't have to bully yourself into into the doubt. Yeah. Okay. You're already good enough, Agnes. You're already good enough. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to improve anything at all. You're already but, good enough. Yeah. So now you can just relax and make friends with all the stuff that you thought you had to kill off. Yeah. The thing is, I never wanted to be good because because people wanted me in a certain way, and I I, I was kind of very. Uh, oh, and they call that good, right? Yeah. Do yes. what we tell you to do. Yeah, we've discussed exactly. that a long time ago. That's your definition of good. Ah. That's your con. That's your confirmation ah. bias. Uh huh. And so so it that's where that dance ah. of doing no, what you're told to do. Yeah. Not uh, wanting to do it, feeling bad about doing it, then we rebel, and then we feel guilty for rebelling, <laughs> and then we go back and do what we're supposed to do, and we be the good little kid again, but down inside we still resent it, we still want to rebel, we don't like doing it, and guess what, every adult that I know of goes and spends their whole day at the office just like that. Mm, yeah. Doing it because they're supposed to, yeah. and then not liking it, yeah. and then rebelling against it, yeah. and then feeling guilty for rebelling against it, and then go back and do what they were told to do again, and we're in that cycle every day. Yeah. But, but, but maybe, maybe that's <laughs> what, why they like me, because I don't do you that. You don't have that, you don't have that cycle, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this this has almost become a problem for me now in the work situation because because maybe they because they're jealous of you. What? Okay. Because they're jealous of you. That's why. Because okay. they're stuck in a cycle that you've gotten out of over the years. Okay. You do and not understand how much I appreciate you, Agnes. You really have made some marvelous changes and people appreciate that and then they get jealous. I've had people jealous of me for a long time too. I know what it's like to be stabbed in the back. <laughs> um, I, I, didn't see, I, I didn't know that. But, but, but at the same time, they're very kind and supportive. And I get confused by this because I started to realize it's not kindness. Actually, I got some kind of shock now lately because I started seeing it. It's not what I thought. What is this really, you know? It's a mixed bag. Mm -hmm. And it comes and it goes because they're caught in that same cycle. And yeah. so they'll appreciate you for a while and let you know. And then they'll resent it because they don't have what you've got and they'll let you know that. And then they'll reform and appreciate you again and let you know that. And so they're caught in the cycle. You need not be confused about them caught in the cycle yeah. when you can see that yeah. that's the cycle that they're in. Yeah. Rather than, oh, they do this and then they do that and then they do this. Oh, what the hell is happening here? They do yeah. I recognize that. Oh, that's their cycle. <laughs> I see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. You've already got what you need. 
Yeah, and, some, and, and and you still need to give them that yeah. happy face yeah. and that smile. Yeah. Whichever side of the coin you're on in the moment, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. and in fact, this is so easy. All you have to do is to develop the habit of remembering to be kind to people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's also something so very new, but actually it's been happening mm -hmm. lately. I can't stop myself from doing that, even if I would like to kind of punish someone. I'm not going to give them <laughs> this, <laughs> but I'm not able to do it even. I, I, it's too painful to me too to, to, to get into that kind of state nowadays. But, but I know, and, and we also have the wisdom of knowing that if you pay them back, They'll pay you back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I get back into this. I'm going to win, and and that's. Uh, that. I'm go I'm going to win this. I don't care how much damage we do to each other. Exactly. <laughs> and then, oh no, this this is a big no no. And then I get get back to this uh, other the the joyful state. Uh, yeah. But sometimes it takes some turns, and what I've experienced, it, there were a few days I really got thrown back into, oh no, what's happening? You know, I got really low. But but um, it, it kind of changed by itself almost, and I mm. I I came back. I I don't know what's happening. It, it's kind of a miracle what's happening compared to how it used to be and 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 it just everything just works by itself in a way i don't know mm -hmm. and that's exactly right and you remember that phrase just enjoy the show uh, yeah we don't yes. have to figure it out we don't have yes. to know the ending of the show we don't have to take on a favorite actor on the stage. We're just enjoying the show. Exactly, exactly, yeah. That's that, the that. way that, especially for people who are into politics, they mm. need to come out of it as something that's important and necessary and just enjoy the show. Mm. Mm. That, that. Even, if the, even if this party or that party causes a war and everybody's in Europe is in a famine, we can't do anything about that other than just enjoy the show. Exactly. Yeah. That's all we could do is just enjoy the show. Because mm. Putin's not going to listen to me. <laughs> In fact, trying to make him listen to me sounds like a very dangerous thing to yes. do. <laughs> And yeah. so that's the attitude, to have a joyful, playful attitude that then not only is it a show, but it's a comedy tragedy. Yeah. But it's, it's a it's tragic not, comedy, they say, okay? Yeah. Except that it's your choice. Are you going to stay with the farce? Are you going to stay with the comedy? Or are you going to go over to the tragedy side? Yeah. Is that also a thing to maybe not strive to give Putin advice, to kind of keep out of... Uh, of that. Uh, Actually, it has no bearing on Putin or anything like that. It only has bearing within one's own mind. Okay. And so so it's not, not giving Putin a thought is the easy way out. Just don't think about him. Yeah, but, but if I'm in that environment with those kind of people, would it be better to not be in that place? Yeah, it's better just to not be in yeah. those kind of conversations. Yeah. But if you get trapped into one, then yeah. the way to handle it is my look at Putin. What a joke he is. Yeah. Okay. He's a clown. Okay. okay. And get everybody lightened up. Yeah, Putin's just a clown. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not in charge of this and in charge of that. He's really gone down a rat hole, hasn't he? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to help with those people because they need to see it like that. Otherwise, they're going to be terrified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ain't it awful they play? Mm. Isn't it a tragedy? Yeah. We should do something about it. 
Yeah. This little gang that works at this office, let's get in the car and go to Moscow. We're going to do something about that, dude. You know? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And we all have that in the back of the mind. We want to fix Putin rather than enjoy the show because we can't fix him, but we can fix our own attitude about it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that so that just because Putin is in Ukraine doesn't mean that Putin has to be, in my mind, inviting invading my Ukraine. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. Ukraine is not my business. No. Putin is not my business. When I make it my business, I suffer. What a burden. (laughs) And you can actually teach people that when you get caught into those conversations. Oh, I don't worry about Putin. And they'll say, oh, yes, you have to worry. I says, well, it's a comedy or a tragedy. Which are you going to choose? You choose tragedy, I choose comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll say, hmm, do I have a choice in this? <laughs> you mean I have a choice about the way I feel about Putin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can all be done with great joy. Yeah. I, I, give, I, I, give them an insight. Get that little girl in them to look at that petal of that flower. Pull it off. Putin. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually do that, but I, I kind of say I, I'm I'm kind of strange. I'm I'm weird, you know, but I, I think like this and I, I think that's what what yeah. Everything is weird until you get to know it. Of course, you're going to be weird to people who don't understand your new point of view. You've got Dama yeah. as a friend now. Uh huh. Yeah. Is that it? Because because and they say, you, oh no. You think you're weird? You think you're weird? And <laughs> you ain't got nothing on me about being weird. <laughs> Yeah, because they say, oh, no, you're not weird. It's, they're trying to calm me, to, 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 to not think like that about me. But I, I kind of joke yeah. about it. In so, that. Yeah, enjoy being weird. Yeah, I, I am. I am. Yeah, because... yes, great. Just enjoy the heck out yes. of it. And so when they think you're weird, you can actually take that moment to teach them something with that happy face and that happy smile and yeah. say, oh, there's nothing to whatever. Yeah. That Putin, yeah. oh, he's not my problem. Exactly. Oh, you want to worry about Putin? Okay, here, here's a Putin. You worry about this Putin. I'm, I don't need Putin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they'll say, what? I don't want Putin either. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> Going down, you don't need him either. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's almost everything they talk about. It's like, oh, I have nothing to say, or I say something, We, you know, they're talking about the weather and all those. Say, okay, okay. It's like, oh, yeah. So now I let's get to... back to Putin. I imagine that Putin is the number one topic in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Everything. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Putin is and Putin that, and everybody's terrified. And you can be very joyful about Putin. Yeah, I, I say I'm not yeah. into politics. I don't, I don't really like politics much. <laughs> so. Well, you can actually like it in the sense of being joyful with them. Instead of telling them, oh, you yeah. don't inter- you're not interested, you can say, oh, Putin, what a joke. I really enjoy the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not really into it, but the show goes on and the show must go on. Yeah, yeah. And so we watch it and we enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And so that's who, instead of telling them, oh, I don't want it, then that's withdrawing yourself from them. No, you want to go right into the friendship circle. You want to join with them. Okay. Okay, so that that's what I do because I I, I sometimes I do withdraw. I, but I've been trying to kind of stay into things and I, I don't really know how to relate to it sometimes and I just keep quiet. Okay, I just I just told you how. I just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And it makes perfect sense. Of course, that's the way to do it is, is that Putin's not important in this room. Yes. That's another way you can say, I don't see a Putin. Is there a Putin here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start playing with it immediately. Yeah, Putin. 
<laughs> Everybody in Sweden looks at everything they see is Putin. <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So talking to them like that and getting them to wake up that they're making their own misery when they talk about ain't Putin awful and how bad things might get because things haven't gotten that bad. They're still talking about it while they're at work. If things were bad in Sweden, they'd be talking about this in the in the basement of a burned out rubble. Mm. Right? Mm. <laughs> but they're not in Ukraine. They're in Sweden. Yeah. And yet they're still in just as much misery about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like feeling sorry for those who come here. There are a lot of Ukrainian people here and they kind of feel sorry for them. To, to well, instead of feeling sorry for them, feel yeah. joyful that they made it out alive, that here they are in Sweden, yeah. let's help them get set up, rather than, oh, you poor dear, oh, I yeah. know how bad things are in yeah. Russia. It, oh, it, let's get back in our car and go to Moscow and do yeah. something about that, dude. You know that? <laughs> I think it's a lot of that mentality here. It's it, They put themselves above others, feeling sorry uh -huh. for other people, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't do that. I, I, I'm not that kind of person. You, I, I, you, you might run in the next week. You might run into somebody who becomes a lifelong friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone from Ukraine is actually looking for love, and if you give them some, you might be able to find some really good, interesting people to uh, uh, befriend and actually give them some dharma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, that's, uh, I mean, yeah. um, this is the Dhamma for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's, that's, a good, that's a good idea, uh, yeah. <laughs> is to befriend some of those people. Because yeah, I know that there's a lot of refugees. People are leaving and have been leaving Russia for the past year. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the first ones out got all the best places. And now the newcomers who finally have put up with uh, the situation long enough that they finally decided to get out. They get it's like being in a buffet that's already been emptied by the time you get there. There's mm -hmm. slim pickings left mm -hmm. that the sweet Swedish people have already doled out everything they have to dole out. And then mm -hmm. the new Ukrainians come, there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. So now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so having that attitude towards them is much, much better attitude than having the attitude like all of the other Swedes. Oh, we've had we've been put out so much. Mm -hmm. Another Ukrainian. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you see them in that kind of position about the people, because now their object is no longer Putin and hatred for Putin, but we've got uh, the representative of Putin, the Ukrainian refugee, right in front of us. So now we can take our anger at Putin out on this mm -hmm. representation of yeah. Putin. Yeah. yeah. This is called the scapegoat. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Is to find someone who's not responsible and make them suffer mm -hmm. because you can't get at the right dude mm -hmm. who you're angry at. And so playing with that would mm -hmm. be something that would be very valuable for you in, in the dealings with the Swedish people there. Yeah, yeah. I, I need some tips about how to handle people because I'm not the best. Uh, to do that. Oh, you can handle it though. You yeah. can handle it. Don't put yourself down like that. I heard yeah. you do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, maybe I'm doing it, but I'm not aware of it really. Uh, that, yeah, uh, but you're the winner. Yeah. You're the winner. Mm -hmm. You can do this. You can handle anything. Maybe I got this thing that you know, in Sweden, you're not allowed. It's not like American people uh, here. Uh, they, they, I think they see themselves in a the different way. Here in Sweden, we cannot put ourselves above anyone else. So we do it in a different way, I guess. 
you cannot say you're good or you perhaps that's everywhere i don't know but it's um <laughs> so i guess i i've been learning a lot from american people because they present themselves in a different way and i really like that i need to learn from that because mm -hmm. um that's i'm i'm not so sure that you can learn so much from Americans as the average American could learn a whole lot from you. Mm -hmm. Now, the important point, though, is not your relationship with Americans or the distinction between Americans yeah. and Swedish people. But yeah. the really issue is, is that how can you work with the Swedish people in order to give them a happy face and a smile? Yeah, yes. I've been, doing a, that. I've been doing that unconsciously. That's also what I discovered that people, before I only uh, saw uh, negative people and all of that, but perhaps they reflected me in a way. But now everyone I see is happy. <laughs> And I started to realize I might have something to do with that because uh, I look. You, you just might. That's right. Yeah. That good gear rubs off. Yeah. That's a very important point. In fact, it's called mudita. Okay. There's uh -huh. a Pali word for it, and that it's uh -huh. translated as sympathetic joy, but that's just a ho hum word, sympathetic uh -huh. joy. We're talking about real smiley faces. Uh -huh. Real genuine joy is what needs to be transmitted. Sympathetic joy, because when you are really joyful, they will come in symphony with you. Yeah, that's it. They will they will they will harmonize with you if yeah. you keep giving them the joy. But if you're sometimes a joy and sometimes not the joy, while they've got all anger all the time, then the anger is going to be the music that's played. And you interact with the anger. But if you keep coming back with joy over and over again, let their anger come and go, and you keep coming back with the joy, pretty soon they get in sync, in tune with you. Yeah. That, that's, but it, that's, it takes a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. If you've got the joy. So instead of delivering joy with a teaspoon, Deliver it with a steam shovel. De deliver your joy with a truck. <laughs> just swam, you know, just drown them in their joy, in your joy, rather than allowing them to win the argument with ain't Putin often or ain't the Ukrainians awful or whatever it is. In fact, that's the kind of a joke that you can make. Oh, oh, oh ain't it awful? Oh, and <laughs> oh ain't that awful? <laughs> <laughs> but you'll have to see it in Swedish. I don't know how to say it in Swedish. But... <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. Oh, what bad news. <laughs> that's funny. But we... <laughs> but we have to remember that we have that option. We have the option to make this thing a game, a toy to play with. You don't have to get met with their negative thoughts. Yeah by having being bowled over by them or have to confront them or any of that kind of stuff. That we're, we're playing a game that's much more like jujitsu if you want to use some Japanese, okay? The soccer now, I get, now I get the playing the game and, and yeah. Thank yeah, you this, is all, this is all a happy toy, a new game for you to play. Uh, yeah. This is not serious, they're serious. Yeah. You're not serious anymore. There's no seriousness to it. <laughs> <laughs> seriousness is a quality that's added, like people add salt to a food that they get at a restaurant before they even taste it. Yeah. They just salt that thing down, okay? So now we recognize, no, it's better to really taste carefully because they, if things may be just okay, just like they are. No salt necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that Putin is delivered in Sweden, he's already pretty salty. 
And every time we get assaulted Putin, we add more salt to it before we take a bite of it. <laughs> and so these these kind of images can help you to um, to work with your joy. Mm-hmm. Let's not salt things down. Let's put some sugar on it. Oh, yeah. It's already too salty. (laughs) (laughs) Agnes, this has been a really delightful conversation. I think I've given you about as much joy as we need right now. (laughs) And I I am so happy to see you again. And thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll see you again. I'm really glad that you're on the Sangha call. I hope that you're on the next one on Sunday. We do that every Sunday. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is 10 or 11 or something like that yeah. in the uh, day for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My Thank dear friend, so glad to see you again. <laughs> Bad to see you.